0: Welcome to episode number 94, Missionary Service and Mental Illness. I'm your host, Damon Soka. Today's episode is going to cover some basic questions, most often asked about missionary service and mental illness. Now I apologize for the late nature of airing this episode this week. Sometimes life and chronic illness don't always mix well. Now last of all, if you find this episode helpful, pass it along to someone who might need it or could use it. I wanted to approach this subject today with one of of those powerful, faith-inspiring miracles that demonstrates the Lord's capacity to intervene when we have desires to serve, but our bodies are limited by the symptoms and effects of a mental illness. I wanted to say that the Lord will heal those who desire to work in His vineyard full-time, and mental illness really shouldn't be a concern. But that simply isn't the truth or reality. For many of us, who grow up in a church, and I'm sure for converts as well, we have a strong held belief in the story found in 1 Nephi regarding the sons of Lehi and their return to obtain the plates of brass. Now, while the story is probably not overly, overtly discussed in the church, the idea behind it runs very deep in the currents of the doctrine. As members of the church, we tend to have a very firm belief that if the Lord commandments commands it, he will provide a way for us to accomplish it. Now, I have no doubt of this truth, and that the Lord does fulfill his promises, but that really brings us to the central problem of missionary service and mental illness. Now, of course, the first question is always the most difficult, but in this case, I think it's going to help set the stage for some of the other questions that are going to follow. This is a question. If what has been written about Nephi's assignment with his brothers to obtain the brass plates is true, or perhaps better stated, if the Lord will help us, when he's given us a commandment, why could I not overcome my mental illness so that I could finish out my missionary assignment? This question becomes more poignant when we think about the many reasons why we could have failed in our effort to overcome our mental illness. We didn't have enough faith. We weren't faithful enough. We didn't keep keep the mission rules to exactness. We didn't study right. We didn't listen right. We didn't feel right. We weren't developed or fully developed in our ability to hear and receive spiritual messages, we weren't strong enough. Now, the list continues with its condemnatory and egocentric perceptions of our own personal weaknesses and deserving punishments. We tend to blame ourselves when we feel the weight of the calling and our own inabilities, weaknesses, and of course, in this case, mental illness. Now the weighing of the calling is not the issue the weight of the calling is not the issue, nor is some perceived spiritual weakness or sin. Most often, our problem is in our perception and application of a true principle in incorrect ways. So let us start with that true principle, that the Lord will always provide the needed help when he has, us, when he has commanded us to serve. Now in the Book of Mormon, we have the story of Nephi and the plates, we have story of Ammon and his brethren, Alma and his successes, and the list goes on. The Book of Mormon is replete with success stories of the faithful. We idealize and really codify these messages internally in our discussions of spiritual nature and our laws of heaven when we gather at the church. They become part of who we are as a membership in the Lord's church, so much so that we tend to expect that the Lord will always intervene if our desire is right, our hands are clean, and our lives are worthy. Now, I believe the truth that Nephi and the brass plates is a story worth repeating. There simply must be something else at work when it comes to mental illness, missionary service, and the Lord's intervention. Far too many young men, women, and even older couples have returned home bewildered, beaten, and really battered by the underlying current that living righteously will always bring the blessing one desires. And their desires have not been answered in the way they thought they would occur. So what else is at work? Why would the Lord issue a call and then allow a mental illness to cause such serious symptoms that the called missionary must return home before the expected completion date? Let me first start with all of the condemnatory questions that will arise in minds about faithfulness, worthiness, and past transgressions. For the most part, and I mean almost entirely, all of those condemnatory questions that arise when mental illness becomes a reality are not asked by the Lord to the one suffering, meaning that the Lord would not allow you to have a mental illness and then condemn you for not serving or completing your mission. He certainly would not throw doubting questions of lacking faith, lacking desire, and worthiness as the cause for a life that was not healed and a mission that was not completed. So those doubtful questions regarding sufficient faith should be discarded, along with those that tend to run in the same crowd. The answer is, you were and are worthy, you did and do have enough faith to be healed, and the Lord did not break his promise to you. Now, the Lord's promises of help have actually always been qualified promises, meaning that we as human beings tend to be short-sighted, tend to be quick to run to praise, quick to ask for things we really shouldn't, and to have an answer before even asking the Lord a question. Now, if the Lord has given the calling, and we are doing our best, and ask for a specific blessing, or perhaps healing in this case, that does not come, Then the lord has not broken a promise but has shown us his hand as to what he desires us to experience next it is us humans who have placed this requirement that a particular blessing must be bestowed when a mission call is issued for instance when one is called to serve a full-time proselyting mission or service mission and we read that it is expected that you will serve two years or 18 months depending on the case We turn this time frame into an immutable promise that God will not allow me to return home in under that time frame, which is actually very interesting, but very untrue. The reality is, is there is no promise in the call that you will absolutely serve the entire time frame. The call is for the time frame the Lord sees fit up to 18 to 24 months. But somehow, somewhere, we turn this belief, we turn it into a belief that we did not have faith enough faith, we were not strong enough, didn't have enough spiritual power. In the Lord's governance, one can be called for very short periods of time to serve in certain positions, as a springboard into the calling where the Lord would most like us to serve next. The greatest concern is really to the Lord is not our current calling, but our eternal salvation and the eternal salvation of those around us. Now, the Lord has promised us eternal life, and he will do whatever is needed to get us there if we allow it. Positions and callings are important in that they are serving the Lord's purposes. My experience has been that mental illness is rare as a weakness that teaches so much about life and eternal life that those who possess it have been selected really to be in some ways born again by mental illness. To receive that diagnosis on your mission and to have confirmation that you need to return home is simply to be called in a new direction. But I understand that it can be terribly distressing and defeating. It is very natural to feel defeated, depressed, and beaten down, especially when mental illness is the cause of our return. But those feelings should really be short-lived, and a life really should be moved forward. The saying that we all grieve in our own ways is true. But after the grief, and as part of that grief process, we can accept that the Lord has really chosen our new path, and we should see our detour as His hands working and directing our life. If we look at Christ, and our Father in Heaven is all-knowing, and as we face the trials of this life, one can be certain that if you are doing your best to live the commandments of the Lord, and He blesses you with one of the most difficult illnesses on the planet, then He has a special blessing in store for you, and for those whose lives you will bless. So the answer to that question we read before is quite simple. If you did your best to stay on a mission and the Lord chose mental illness, then that is the direction he wants your life to go. We must allow the Lord to interrupt our lives at any point in time if he, that he sees fit where the interruption would be valuable to our salvation and that of our children. Mental illness is what the Lord wanted for you if you came home because of that, and it would be a new mission to live your life as the Lord would have it while now working within the symptoms of that illness. Now that I've really answered kind of that major question that overrides mental illness and missionary service, I wanted to answer a few more, probably not as uh, dramatic as that first question, but are often asked. The first question, how do you know if you have depression or anxiety or what you feel is just homesickness? Well, first of all, understand that both emotions really come from the same location in the brain. And so the feelings actually can be quite similar. So homesickness and depression really can feel almost the same in some ways. However, there are some really differentiating features between homesickness and depression. Now, while not all of these two situations will apply, they will apply in most. First of all, homesickness tends to be less detrimental to the missionary work and also tends to fade with time. One might feel bad for a a couple of weeks or a day, Almost everyone, though, will experience homesickness. Now, depression will be more extreme as far as the overall feelings. Of course, anything suicidal needs to be addressed immediately. Now, the de- feelings of depression will be deep and they last. They will, be, they will be there when you fall asleep and almost immediately when you wake up. They will not subside over time, but stay generally the same or increase And as far as time, if you have felt deeply depressed for at least four weeks without any noticeable difference, one should see a doctor who can evaluate for mental illness. Also note that depression will come about when there's no specific cause, meaning that there might not be a cause for you to be depressed, other than perhaps the stress of the mission and your own body's genetic nature. Now question number two. Can you still serve a mission even if you've been diagnosed with a mental illness? The answer is yes, but it's a qualified yes. There will be some required qualifications and some additional interviews with a church psychologist to see if you're actually stable enough to go. You can still go, but I would recommend that anyone who's been diagnosed with a mental illness at least take a year and go to a university or somewhere far enough from home that you can't return frequently. Now, this will at least give you some stressful situations and opportunities to see what your illness does away from the support group you've developed. Now, I believe the church missionary department beyond that also allows for a two-transfer mission still, which is about three months, to see if a proselyting mission will work with your illness. If the proselyting mission does not work with your illness, there are service missions available that will actually allow you to remain within your support group, but still serve in very meaningful ways. What is important is to allow the Lord to decide if you serve and for how long. Now, what do I do if I suspect that perhaps my companion or myself or another missionary is struggling with mental illness? My first answer is always to talk directly to the individual and to really see what's happening in their life. Many individuals who have mental illness do know that they have it, but they keep it more confidential. And many times there are those who... Don't know they have a mental illness, but need some help finding it. Now, if they don't have any understanding about mental illness or about what you are seeing, talk to them about mental illness, what you know, and what you have observed in them. Now, ultimately, it's really going to be to them up to the missionary and the mission presidents as to what happens next. My suggestion is continue to be their friend, even if they really don't have a desire to talk about that mental illness. And if it comes down to it, I would ask if I could talk to the mission press about what I've seen. Question number four. Do you ever feel guilty about returning home? Yes, almost everyone does. Although I think that it is often more about disappointment rather than a true guilt. We have expectations as to what our mission, what we thought our missionary service would be. When something comes along that seriously redirects what we thought our life would be, there are going to be all kinds of emotions, and they're going to take time to sort out, especially if one returned home with mental illness. Now, just because someone has returned home doesn't mean that the depression and or the serious anxiety doesn't follow them. One of the more difficult weeks will be the week you return home or returned home. It obviously still had that depression or anxiety. You're going to feel shell-shocked, bewildered, lost, confused, as though you are missing something. These are all very natural feelings, and they're going to come with the mental illness more regularly and with more emotional content. The key to the weeks that will come after is really accepting that where you are is where the Lord wants you to be, and that you can move forward and accept this redirection phase of your life as an opportunity. Really, this is the time when the Lord will be nearer to you than any other in your life. And as you talk with him, you will provide that needed help, strength, and revelation. Now, five, what can I do to help myself or someone I might know who has come home earlier than expected for reasons of mental illness? The first thing you should probably do is get yourself educated about the particular illness that they have or mental illness. There are many great resources online in the major healthcare websites, of course, and many published articles. That knowledge will be invaluable to you as you help them to process this new reality. The idea that the Lord has not broken his promises and that it was he who brought them to this point in their lives really needs to be spoken about often. The mission call and then the subsequent illness need to be discussed as that is what the Lord desired for them and their life, that it was always planned to happen this way and that the Lord expects that they will move forward while continuing to accept his guidance in their life. A third, you should probably reinforce and really reinforce how loved the person is by the Lord and that the weakness, a weakness of this nature can and is often full of great and powerful lessons and blessings and that they simply did nothing wrong. Help the person when they get home, get help from professionals. This is actually going to be very critical for them for the recovery of the mental illness and the process of management of that illness over time. Fifth, seek out the inspiration of others who have passed through similar experiences. And sixth, listen most of all to the Spirit and what it is saying about how you can help that person. While it may seem somewhat counterintuitive, sometimes the Lord simply asks us to be a friend while He works through the concerns. Now, in closing, I hope that you have a wonderful week. And for those of you who were listening and who have come home earlier than expected, I hope that you see this opportunity as a redirection of your life and as exactly what the Lord had planned for you at this point in your life. Until next week, and remember to do your part no matter how small, so that the Lord can do his.